Hey, it's Hoagie's Garage. How we doing, Toe? Oh, just great. Looking forward to the night with the dude. You blew in from Rock Rapids. Uh, oh, no, I didn't. I had to drive pretty hard to get here. That was a headwind, baby. The little pickup was working. Oh, you bet. Uh, yeah. Any other good news? Not much on my end. It didn't rain or snow. We missed out on all the hail and the tornadoes and whatnot. So. No tornadoes, a lot of tornadoes in Iowa. Hope everybody's all right, but... Yeah, here we just got, I mean, we had like a three-minute rain. We didn't have that in Rock Rapids. My sidewalk didn't even get wet. Yeah. So. Hey, we're lucky again tonight, uh, Tom. I mean, you know, there was a lot of times I didn't get to go to Houston when I was young because I RCYF, yeah. you know, church. Night. And I would beg mom and dad if I could go, no, <laughs> no, you got to go to church. And I'm like, well, to be honest, I'd ask mom. And mom would say, ask your dad. And I didn't even ask dad because I knew what the answer was, <laughs> you know, like a lot of people. So, yep. so yeah, we didn't, you know, I didn't get to see him race a bunch because by the time I was up there, you know. He'd moved on to the bigger and better things. Yeah. So, but the dude. Yep. The dude. dude. Danny Lazowski. Should Danny be a good Liz- one. Yeah. Looking forward to it. Oh, man. I'm, I'm pumped. I'm excited. Um, you know, he did great things after he left Houston. So, um I guess we're going to find out what yep. all those great things are. Let's we'll see what he's know. got to say. Absolutely. So, we'll be back. We'll be back. I'd like to thank Octane Inc. from T, South Dakota. They pretty much do a little bit of everything. They are known for their wraps. They wrap golf carts, uh, snowmobiles, um, trailers, sprint cars, hobby stocks. It doesn't matter. Uh, side by sides, they wrap it. Uh, they also do coolers, and they will also do clothing. You can have T-shirts made there. Um, you name it, these guys can do it. I work with Brett uh, Vanderbrink all the time. He is amazing, and I can't thank him enough for how much he helps me. And if I were you guys, I would definitely check out Octane Inc. You can contact them by calling 605-213-8343. It is 800 East Prescott in T, South Dakota. And again, they're just great people to work with. And hey, we have back with us Danny Lazowski, the dude. How you doing tonight? Great, man. Thank you very much for having us on. It's really an honor to, to be on your show. Oh, well, whoa, let's whoa, go whoa. easy with the honor part. We're kind of new to this yet. <laughs> um, no, it's really great. It's um, it's uh, it is an honor because you know a lot of guys uh, when you when you get out of the racing business, I mean as a driver, it's kind of out of sight, out of mind. And you know, right now I'm uh, I'm taking care of Brian Brown's entire team, so uh, really enjoying that right now. And and when you guys called and got in touch with my wife, I, I thought what a great opportunity to sit down and bench race. You bet. Perfect. Well, give us give us a little background on you, your family, Danny. Just so you know, what is the correlation with Brian Brown, or how did that come apart or come about? Brian Brown is uh, my nephew. He's my sister's uh, son, and he's been attached to me since birth. (laughs) I couldn't get rid of him. He's been attached to my leg. And, you know, everyone knows uh, through my racing career, I'm the one that got him started. Um, I was racing the the complete world of outlaw series and he was a young kid and never going to get an opportunity. And I, and 
I told my dad, I said, hey, I got this cars and I got extra trailer and truck. And I said, if you want to see if Brian Brown's got what it takes, I mean, my nephew, I said, you guys, here's a 360. You guys go race. Well, lo and behold, uh, I got them both together. And I said, look, this is how it is. I said, I'm going to give you the money. I'm going to give you the cars, give you the equipment. But I'm not funding the whole team. Whatever the car makes goes back in. So you guys, both of you guys got to work at this. And uh, the rest is history. He, he, he drove for me for three years, won a Knoxville championship, won a bunch of races in the Midwest. And I told him, I said, look, and to be successful in this sport, you need to be the owner of the team. That way you control your own destiny. You ain't got to worry about people taking those four bolts out meaning the seat bolts, and you lose your job. <laughs> and uh, look what he's done. I mean, he's done a phenomenal job with his team. He's got Casey's FVP, Andy's control of the custody. He's got a bunch of partners, and he's got a phenomenal team. And it's an honor when he called me a year ago, well, about six months ago, and he wanted me to take over his team, and he says the only way that I'm going to be better is race for you. That's great. That's great. <laughs> that. But so how did how did you get started then, Danny? When I mean, a lot of people you know start out nowadays in go karts and everything. But I actually started out in sprint cars. My father, um, he worked thirty two years, retired from General Motors, built cars. And but really, where I got where we got into bug was my uncle Tom Corbin. And I don't know if a lot of you guys remember him. Um, he ran all through the Midwest and. and you know, raced. He he ran second in the very first World Valor race in Dallas, Texas, behind Jimmy Boyd. Um, we ran third at the 1980 Knoxville Nationals, and I was his tire changer at that time. But uh, he he's the one that got us going. And um, I I didn't even know back when I started that I really I, I just knew that I loved this sport, and I knew I couldn't afford to do it. And I told my dad one day that I'm going to sell everything I own um, to to try to see if I got it. He said, uh, well, I'll, I will tell you what I'll do. I'll work around the clock with you. But as soon as you want to stop, chase girls, drink beer, I'm going in the house. <laughs> <laughs> so I said, okay, I sold, I had a 69 Z28 Camaro when I was in high school. So, Ooh. you know, all the girls, all the girls loved me back then when I had that. I was really, really nice. I sold that. Everything I owned, he had a Suburban and would, would tow my car. So I, I bought my own car and, and we built a motor in our garage and, the rest is basically history. I, I guess I'm too hard-headed to quit. <laughs> so where where did that take about at? I mean, were you at Knoxville at that time? or No, my dad would not allow me to go to Knoxville because he said I hit too much shit. He said, you he said, you run over things. You do, you know, he said, I'll let you know when you're ready to go to Knoxville. So I started a, a town called Marshall, Missouri. They When I started racing in 84, there was uh, nine rookies, and, and we all they, – they, we all started together, and that's when I started, 1984. Yeah. What do, do you have an idea of what teams you have all race for? <laughs> no, but a buddy of mine, Bob Jones, uh, he knows all my details. He's told me I've won, I think, 549 races. I'm one away from 550 at 127 different tracks, so I'm pretty proud of that. Well, that's getting that, around the countryside. You won a lot at Houston's back in the day, too, and we'd watch you up there all the time. Yeah, I love Houston. That that makes you a driver. You know, running Knoxville weekly and running Houston's weekly, you know, you get best of both worlds. You get the big speed and the fast at Knoxville, and then you get the close quarters at Houston's. That makes you understand traffic. So I think if a young young guy wants to race, you race both those places, you're going to get an education quick. So so when did you race Houston's, and when did you switch to the Outlaws? Uh, you know what? I was on and off with the Outlaw deals. You know, I won the championship in 2001. Um, Houston's, it was all through the, 
the late 90s. I raced with Kai Forbrook through then. So I was on and on. I'd race there a year and then leave a year and go back and forth. So I jumped back and forth. I don't know exactly what years they were. Doesn't matter. I just remember sitting there. We used to always, we sat in the same section with the same people every night. Yeah. <laughs> Religiously, yeah, well, we'd yeah. show up. It, um, it that, that made you a racer because back in back in that day, if you were the point leader, the best you could start was 16th. So there's a lot of times we didn't win the race till the white flag lap. It took us that long to get through the. the yep. The, so you know, it made you a racer. It made you had to hustle. Which made for great racing for the fans for us sitting there too. Yeah, absolutely. So so what is the what's the biggest difference um, racing now compared to when you were racing? Well, back back when I started earlier, you know, we had to do everything in the shop and build everything hands on. Today, you can buy everything. You know, that's the big difference. You know, you could just open up a magazine, you could call any any supplier, and you can buy all this. Back when I started, you had to build it yourself. And um, I think that's if there's anything that I think is a negative part of today's racing is the fact that they've pretty much got us um, handcuffed. To to working hard in the shop and building an advantage, meaning there's too many rules, is in my opinion. You know, from from hey, your car, you can't do this to your wing, you can't do this to your car, and that took away from the technology. When I say technology, I mean the personal. You know, working in the gray area, if you will. Yeah, there's always that gray area when you're racing. I just listened <laughs> to a, a Dale Jr. was interviewing um, Daryl Waltrip, I think it was. And he talked a lot about the gray area in the rule book back in the day. <laughs> but that's what made it fun. I mean, that was like when they run the old Cheaters Day up at the fairgrounds in Sioux Falls. You know, guys were putting all that plastic down the side of their cars and, and clothes and everything. And yeah, it makes a difference. You know, I built a I built a car in 2000 that had the motor fuel tank myself radiator everything offset to the left won every race in florida with it then they banned it because now they have a rule that uh, crankshaft has to be center of the car <laughs> well that's because <laughs> you were too fast <laughs> yeah it was good it was a good car <laughs> all right hey we're going to take our first break and we'll be right back the laurel ridge barn it can host corporate events fundraisers award ceremonies family reunions, photography studio time, and always weddings. This barn is absolutely spectacular. If you have not seen it, you have to go to their website, laurelridgebarn.com. Um, you can also call them at 605-951-0867. You can call or text that number again that's 605-951-0867 they are located at 4767 7 slip up creek road no i didn't make that up it's 47677 slip up creek road in sioux falls south dakota so if you have a wedding or any of those other things give them a look because i'm telling you this place is amazing all right, we're back here again with Danny. Um, what are, you know, you've raced for a long time, and you said earlier the number of wins you had, but what are some of your biggest wins? I know you've got, like, four Knoxville National titles, I believe, and so on, but. You know, that, I mean, i got to be honest with you guys. Um, 98 Knoxville Nationals is probably the, if you were going to say the top of my list, that would be it, because I can tell you 
as a young driver, as a kid, call me whatever you want, call me ancient now, but I can remember driving down the road by myself, racetrack to racetrack, and dreaming, you know, that race, you know, my whole life, all I did was want to win that race. That was the only thing I thought every, every race up to that was a practice. And that's how, that's how I play everything. I mean, I'm keep practicing Knoxville Nationals, Knoxville Nationals. And when my dream came true in 1998, uh, I can remember years before that I'd be driving down the road and say, God, Danny, what would you actually say in victory lane? And I believe me, guys, I had the perfect speech. You guys have been very proud of me, and you know I forgot every word. <laughs> Never said a word of it. <laughs> no, because um, winning that race, um, it, 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 um, it, it wasn't a race and it's an event, and it, it pretty much changed my life. And, and you're going to go, how did it do that? I'm telling you. The reason it does, because I, t- I told Donnie Schatz this, and now he believes me. I said, look, man, when you win this race, it's not it's not a race. It changes your life because there's there's not a time that that you will do anything. It doesn't matter if you're flying your plane, you're working in a truck stop, no matter what you're doing, that you're not going to think of a certain part of that night, that race, and it sticks with you for life. So that, that is a life-changing moment. And I can remember uh, each one of them. You know, certain times of each one of them because we won, um, oh, we won 98, 01, and 03, and 04. And, um, and the rest of them, heck, I run, I think I run eight seconds, but uh, I can remember that. And, and, uh, to answer you guys, I know I'm lingering on here. No, that, no, that's Nationals, perfect. That's what we Nationals, want. The Knoxville Nationals was, um, uh, those four were the top, but it, on, on a level that it's hard for people to understand is, is I won, um, I rock race in Texas motor speedway. And that was, that's the first time I've been on pavement and I raced against guys that, that have run pavement their whole life. And that was an achievement that it's, that's very special to me. Were, were you racing Mark Martin by chance? Oh yeah. Mark Martin. That's, um, that's my Kevin, guy Kevin from Hart- way back. Hart- I love yeah, Mark Kevin Martin. Hart- so yeah, Kevin Harvick ran second. You know, you had Elio Castroneves in his 500 winner. You had all these guys that you raced against, 12 of us. And then you, you beat them on, with the identically prepared cars. And, and it's just um, it, it's something that I'll never forget. You know, I'm, I'm actually sitting in my office right now looking at the trophy. So his memories are coming back pretty quick. <laughs> now, the Myrock races, they were supposed to get rid of the gray area we were talking about earlier. <laughs> yeah, they, uh, the Myrock people, you know, um, in my opinion, did the very best job at making. You know, you had you had practice drivers like uh, Dave Marcus, Jim Sauter, you know, Andy Hillenberg. All these guys got in these practice cars and made them as equally as, as humanly possible, and did, and then let the driving up to us. And 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 that was that's what it was all about. And that, that's why I love that series. Yeah, that I remember watching those races too. That was a lot of fun. So well, when they mix all the different classes of you know, drivers from different fields and whatnot. It just makes it fun for everybody. It sure does. It, it was a fun series, and, and I'll cherish that for the rest of my life. Absolutely. What What do you What do you miss most about racing? I got to be honest with you guys. I'm, I am, as we're speaking right now, if, if there was an opportunity, I would get back in the car today. Now, look, I'm 63, and I know I don't heal as good, and there's no way that I'd be as sharp as I once was, but the the fire, the burn, desire is tenfold in my gut to do it. And being racing with Brian Brown now, it's uh, it's really, really something that that hey, I, I want 
what I want for him is I want to be a part of him winning his first Knoxville Nationals, and that's why I'm doing this. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's got to, it. Maybe you said the burn to maybe helping crew chief, then that keeps the burn down to just a low roar instead of a raging fire. <laughs> it is. It's hard to explain what it is and i i fully understand there's a time that you got to look at yourself in the mirror and say father time has caught up with you i'm 63 very good shape though but i still think i still think i can run with these 20 25 year old guys and you know the the competition in the world of laws is is probably you know i know when we ran it was the best of the best now these it, it's it's amazing to watch what these guys do and, and i love being a part of it yeah, them. You talk twenty-four-year-olds. That's almost getting to be old anymore. As young as some of them boys are coming up. It is. It really is. You know, you guys got like I just watched Gio Selzy and the other day, and I, it's amazing. I, I I remember when he was born, and he's doing a really good job. You know, I'm very good fans uh, friends with the Selzy family. You bet. Yeah, they're they're a lot. They're a lot of fun. I love when they give Dom the mic. Yeah, it's never dull. Dominic's yeah. is carved out of his dad's ass. It's exactly like his dad, so it's perfect. <laughs> that would be a fun one to have on here, too. I've talked to him a few times when he come and run Lunstra's car here that one year. Yep, all you got to do is I'll, I'll, you just call me and I'll give you his number, so you need to do that. <laughs> That'll work. We'll hook, well, you can hook us up. That'll be great. Yep. You bet. Hey, we're going to take another break, and we will be right back. Perfect. DRG Mechanical in Leicester, Iowa. They can help you with whole house geothermal systems for heat, air, and hot water, leak repair, regular furnace and air conditioner maintenance, home comfort evaluation and system load analysis, construction and remodel planning assistance, new features for your kitchen and bathroom. They do it all. They are amazing. Uh, I'd even like to say that I used to work with them back when I was in high school and in college. Um, just an absolute great company. Loved working with Dan Gerber, Davey Roman. Um, just absolutely great, great people and a very well-run business. Give them a call. 1-800-745-6970. They have more locations than just Lester, Iowa. Um, but that's the one that I call home because there's no better place than Leicester, Iowa. All right, we're back here at Hoagie's Garage. So now you're doing the crew chiefing thing with, <coughs> excuse me, with Brian Brown. So what is that like? I mean, it's definitely different. I mean, you did a certain amount of wrenching yourself when you were racing too, but now that's all you're doing. Is that, I mean, are, I'm assuming you're enjoying it, but. What I'm enjoying, just to be perfectly honest, is uh, Brian Brown has surrounded himself with family. When I say that, you know, he's obviously he, he got he has me to basically be everything from front bumper to rear bumper of the truck and trailer to running the whole car. I take care of everything. He has uh, my dad, which is his grandpa. He comes up and works in a shop with us and helps us build a race cars and goes to racetrack with us. And he has his father also that goes to the racetrack with us. So he surrounds himself with family now. Um, and what what is really good for me is I bring, not only do I bring the mechanical part of it to make sure that his race car is uh, maintained right, but I bring a little, a little more to I mean, there's probably nothing that he hasn't experienced yet that I can tell him on the racetrack, meaning uh, 
there's nothing that, that I, you know, hey, what, what goes on here that I haven't seen already? So that, that to me is a learning curve that we're straightening out. And he's already a, ra- a really, really, really good race car driver. I just, my job is to perfect that. And I want to see him win the Knoxville Nationals for Casey's General Store, FEP, Andy's Frozen Custard, all these great partners that he has up through the years and do it being a, a owner driver. So let me ask you, when you were racing, did you have much to do with the setup or did you let the crew chiefs kind of do it? And then what, what did you learn from, you know, your crew chiefs or, you know, what kind of from them have you taken towards, you know, yourself now for Brian Brown? Well, I was very fortunate drive from very good car owners and very good crew chiefs you know the first one that comes to mind is jimmy Carr. we won a lot of races we won uh, all four knoxville nationals together uh he was a guy that uh truly believed in what i said and when i say that a good crew chief shuts their mouth and listens to what the driver says because if a car is not what it's supposed to be the driver's going to fix it with the steering wheel wing valve throttle and brake and what it looks like from the naked eye may not may not be going on in the race car and he understood that and that's why he and i worked good together and the trust i had in him i would never have to say anymore and he would do it well that carried over you know when i drove for guy forbrook he he pretty much he knew what i what i needed and went there but when, when i started driving for mark birch that's when it really the cream came to the top because he understood you know from from driving down the road to windshield time we have Mark Butch is really, really a sharp mechanic at car owner. He does everything hands-on. He builds his own motors in his shop. And um, I've just been very lucky to have great guys behind me. Yeah, that sounds good. <laughs> Let me, so Tobe doesn't get in trouble with this question. I'm going to ask this question. So uh, how hard is it to set up the car every night? And, you know, do or do you always have it set up right? And is it Brian's? fault for not racing maybe so good it's uh i can tell you this and, and i've raced sprint cars for 40 years and i think in 40 years i may and i say may had two perfect cars two you, you can never make a car perfect when you race dirt on dirt the, the dirt changes um lap after lap so you have to be smart enough to move make your car better. what i can do is educated guessing i can do the very best i can and it and a driver and a mechanic and everything has to work together. And we're just fortunate enough to have Charlie Garrett engines that, that get us out of a lot of trouble when the motor motor's a big deal. <laughs> well, you know, the, the track is going to change the conditions, you know, in a 30, 40 lap feature, the track's going to change. So like you said, it's just a guessing game to try and have your car as close to right as you can. It's a, you're exactly right. And that's all we can do. You just try to outguess that your competitor is all you're doing. But where that comes in, your driver, meaning me if I was driving or whoever the driver is, has to believe in you. Say, look, this car has made you really good the first half or really good the second half. And whichever that might be, then you got to adapt, overcome, improvise. You know, you you got you got to do that. you got to move around. Your car can't be good all, all the time in one spot. No, got to pick a different line or move the wing or yes. whatever. So, so go back what, to when I, you were racing. Big, How did you yeah, know when to change a lane? Yeah, um, I for whatever reason, I was just my dad. My dad just pounded in my head from a very young age that hey, don't ever hesitate. You're always your first, um, your first 
instinct is usually your best. And if you make a mistake, big deal. But always never hesitate. And that's what I like about watching baby Jesus. He's really good this year. I call that's Kyle Larson, but he's he's really good. <laughs> we call him baby Jesus because he's just he's just unreal with the talent that he is. Um, and I, that's why I really enjoy watching him race too. Yeah, yeah. We're gonna talk real nice to John and Steve and see if we can't get that connection too. But that's gonna be a little tough. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But nowadays, especially with the world of outlaws, everything seems to stem off of two laps. You know, you got two laps to time trial. The heat race is pretty much settled usually in the first two laps. And, you know, and you need to start in front. Um, it, is there certain things you do? Do you do anything different in time trials to the car or anything like that? Or how do you make sure it's ready for that? it depends on what the track conditions are. But, yes, you have to have your car spot on, and then you have to have a a driver that understands the, the big picture. When I say the big picture, as you go out and you put a lap down your first lap and everybody understands if you can, the shorter way around, if you can go just as hard, shorter, their time's going to be faster. So that's what a guy tries to do is put the very best lap down. So don't scrub any speed off. So that's, um, that's the ticket and having good, good horsepower on the hood. <laughs> are, are you, you know, kind of watching people as that race goes on or, you know, as people are time trialing and are you trying to get that to Brian somehow or oh, absolutely. I watch every single, every single person qualify and I, and I watch it. If, if there's, if there's two feet that it makes a difference, I relay it to him immediately. And it's, it's, it's played out a bunch already in, um, in since the short time we've been together. Well, I see it now pushing, like when the outlaws are at Houston, you know, it's on dirt vision now. And there's a lot of times just before, if they're the second car to get pushed off, say, there's one more to go. Then the driver, I see them, they hand their phone out. I'm, yeah, because I'm, they're watching dirt vision. Yeah, sure. that's what I, that's, I'm, they're watching the track to see how it's going to run and what's looking the best. And Right. Yeah, you got to watch every, you got, because it's a, there's a delay on dirt vision. So, you, you know, you got you to gotta watch that. That's, I mean, it just amazes me. I mean, we get to watch so many races. We've said that before on this thing. You know, we get to, as fans, we yeah. get to see so many tracks and races now. It's just, yeah, it's amazing. It's amazing what Dirt Vision and Flow Racing has done for the sport. Yeah, absolutely. Especially for guys like us. And yes. <laughs> what, what's, your, what's your take on that since you kind of brought that up? Is, is that helping racetracks or hurting racetracks? Um, you know, I've kind of heard both ways. It's obviously helping with some of the pay, but... Not, it doesn't seem like not as many people are maybe going to the races because they can just watch it on TV. Well, again, what you guys said is just right. I see it both ways. I see that, you know, um, it might take a little bit from the crowd going in, but it's still there's nothing like smelling that methanol. Oh, right? no, there is not. So Dirt in your beer and nachos? Hard, yeah, the diehard fans are going to be there. Uh, but with Dirt Vision and Flow Racing, it's, it's helped – uh, offset the promoter's cost, you know, because now when the world of comes, world and the world of come to town, they're always 50% in the show. So that takes 50% of the burden off the promoter and he knows he's going to do well. Yep. Yeah. Cause yeah, like I said, and what, what was nice for us is we get to watch so many more different tracks and, you know, before, exactly. you know, we had Houston's Jackson, if we'd go up there, um, I finally made my first trip to Knoxville last year. I used to call myself a race fan, never been to Knoxville till last year. So, <laughs> I bet it won't be your last. Well, no, I'm already got to go again this year. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> so, how many how many races you guys got planned this year, and will we see you up at Houston's much? Or 
Yes, um, I think we have. There's 90 on our schedule, and I think we'll be. Yeah, we're the. I think there's a big what, three day race coming up as a July or something that the Houston has Julia, up there. Juliet, I think. Whatever it is, we'll, yeah, we'll we'll be up there then. You bet. Oh, good. Then we're gonna have to say hi when we see you. <laughs> Absolutely, come 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 find me, please. <laughs> That's good. Um, what? How how good can this team be? I mean, you said you kind of got. You know, Brian surrounded himself with all the right people now. Um, how good can he be? Uh, I think sky's the limit for him because right now he understands that his uncle is calling the shots. And there's there's only one reason I'm here is for him to be successful. He has no pressure and all the confidence in the world. So I, I'm looking for very, 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 very big things for Brian Brown in 2022. <laughs> That's good. That, that sounds good. Since since you brought it up also, what uh if somebody said, Hey dude, I got I got a car for you, would you race at Houston's one night? Are you saying that you would get in? I'm not all I'm telling you is I'm not retired. <laughs> <laughs> that's a good answer. Uh, that's great. Uh we'll take a quick break and we'll be right back. Lester Days 2022 is August 20th. Put that on your calendar. It's going to be another great year. Um, you know, last year we had a smoking competition, and we're going to do that again. We had fire truck rides. We had a uh, little kid uh, tractor pull, uh, golf ball drop. Um, you know, we're, we're going to add some things that we think are going to be a lot of fun. And, you know, we're going to, I think, have a glow run on Friday night, the night before. So, just a bunch of fun things that are going on in the great village of Leicester, Iowa. Come and enjoy the day with us in Leicester. All right, we're back again with Danny. Um, got some just our rapid-fire questions that we always ask. Um, simple things. What's your favorite flavor of ice cream? Uh, let's, let's see, that's good. Probably vanilla. Simple and easy. You can always add to it if you want to change. Absolutely. A little chocolate or something. Um, yeah. Cat or a dog person? Dog. Do you have any other hobbies other than racing? I play golf and I cheat. <laughs> <laughs> that foot wedge is the best club in your bag, isn't it? Yeah, be, being... Being here in, in Ocala, Florida, where I live, it's uh, there's golf courses everywhere. And uh, my buddy Ernie Irving, we play uh, we play cards at his house every Thursday, and he and I go play golf probably once a week. And we, it's it's a it's a challenge to see which one cheats more, he or I. <laughs> <laughs> uh, do you have a favorite movie that comes to your mind? Yes, yeah, it was it's probably Top Gun. A lot of people, it's a good old movie. And then they got a new one supposedly coming out. Yeah, eventually. I heard that. Um, first thing you drink in the morning when you wake up? Um, it's either a cold glass of milk or a cup of coffee, depending on what mood I'm in. This next one should be easy for you. Snow or rain, which do you prefer? Rain. <laughs> <laughs> okay, kind of going with that then. Would you rather it be 105 or 5 degrees? 110. 110. There you go. I'll pass on that one. I'm more into 60 degree weather myself. But. Uh, I got a rule. Second, when it goes from 70 to 69, I'm hoodie up. 
What's your favorite place to eat? Favorite restaurant? My favorite restaurant, probably on the road or here. Which one do you want? Both. Yeah. Uh, in Ocala, Florida, it's probably Mark's Prime up on the square. And on the road, most of the time, you cannot go wrong with Cracker Barrel. Cracker Barrel. There you go. Where are we uh, at? I think we're up to favorite holiday. What's your favorite holiday? Probably Christmas because I get to see my grandkids enjoy it, and that's that, that's probably what I enjoy most. Absolutely. I have five of them, so I have that's uh, it's pretty cool. I got three boys and two girls. I got my first one. She turns a year here this month, so trust me. There's not the, the word no is not your vocabulary. No, oh, no, not as a grandpa. <laughs> I've already no, I've already get in trouble for that. <laughs> I keep teasing the daughter the first time I can get her where she's old enough to eat a twin bing and eat a and drink a Mountain Dew, and then I'm sending her home at about seven thirty or eight o'clock. That's right. I have a four year old grandson that I've already got in a cage cart, so it's pretty cool. <laughs> <There you go. laughs> um, would you rather do laundry or go shopping? Zero. Negative on either one of them. <laughs> and so, not going out to eat, but what is your favorite thing to eat? Green potatoes, sweet corn, Missouri tomatoes, and I can make a meal out of that. There you go. And then, being you were a race car driver, we like to ask this one too. What's the fastest you've ever gone down the highway? And got stopped for? Or no, just, no, you don't have to get stopped for it. Just however fast you've gone, not got stopped. Um, realistically, 110. Not too bad then. Not we've had, see, we've I, had I, several I, of them in the 140s. No, I just I'm not really. See, I don't I don't have that short dick syndrome. I just got what I got is I like luxury Escalades, Cadillacs because what I've done for a living for all these years is uh, there's nothing on the road that can compare with it. So I, I kind of like cruising. Yeah, you, know? you like to just float in a caddy. Yeah, and well, I got a, you know I got a caddy and I got a uh, a Harley, so I, I like cruising around. There you go. Nothing wrong with that. Enough years <laughs> riding in the hauler. You're more into luxury now than bouncing down in the road in the semi. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So the last one. So since maybe you don't go super fast, but how many speeding tickets do you have? To be honest with you, you I, I, I couldn't count. that. Meant, well, the, the, the number has went down <laughs> substantially since I got my CDL. So I, I could tell you before I got my CDL probably five years ago, I was getting – at least three to four months. <laughs> three or four a month? Yeah, three or four months. That's you know, more than Lance DeWeese. You, you realize, Lance DeWeese was two spent, a month. You, realize, you guys realize how much money I spent attorney fees for faulty equipment? Holy shit. I'm telling you. I, I, I tell you I'll tell you how bad it was. This is, this is honest to God truth. It got so bad that I told my dad, I told my wife, I'm so sick of getting pulled over. And every time you get pulled over, you always got this same cop that wants to lecture you, lecture you, lecture you, and then give you a ticket. I finally just said, hey, look, pal, either give me a ticket or give me a lecture because I'm not taking either one. And 90% of them give me a ticket anyway. <laughs> so, but, but since I got my CDL, I'm lucky. I think I've only had one ticket in the last like six years. Well, well, that's probably good because when you it get, wasn't driving a truck, he was driving a car. You get too many in this, with the CDL, then that don't go so well. Not so well, no. <laughs> no. Well, uh, we can't thank you enough for no. coming on the show. You know, we're just uh, two two guys that don't know what the heck we're doing, and we just keep getting luckier and luckier, getting all these great racers on. So, thanks again for coming on, dude, and we really appreciate it. 
again, when I'm, I'm at this, it's an honor. I appreciate it. I love guys like you guys, what you guys are doing. Um, bringing back what racing is all about, and that's from the heart. And keep keep up the good work. We'll do that. Best of luck through the season. Thank you. All right. See ya. like to thank Octane Inc. from T, South Dakota. They pretty much do a little bit of everything. They are known for their wraps. They wrap golf carts, uh, snowmobiles, um, trailers, sprint cars, hobby stocks. It doesn't matter. Uh, side by sides, they wrap it. Uh, they also do coolers, and they will also do clothing. You can have t-shirts made there. Um, you name it, these guys can do it. I work with Brett uh, Vanderbrink all the time. He is amazing, and I can't thank him enough for how much he helps me. And if I were you guys, I would definitely check out Octane Inc. You can contact them by calling 605-213-8343. It is 800 East Prescott in T, South Dakota. And again, they're just great people to work with. <laughs> hey, we just got done with the dude, Tobe. Oh, that, I liked it. It was. I knew it'd be a good one. He's fun. He is. I'm looking forward to him coming up to Houston just to stop by the trailer and holler and say hi. Hey, if somebody has a ride. Yeah, yeah. he said he's not officially retired yet. That's <laughs> how he worded it, wasn't it? Uh, what was oh, his other good comment? The baby Jesus comment on, on Larson. That's a new one. <laughs> I mean, we've had the Larson effect brought up, but now he called him baby Jesus. I like it. Yeah, absolutely. So we can't thank uh, the dude enough for that. And, you know, we we certainly hope uh, Brian yeah. Brown does yeah. has an incredible year. Yeah. You know, that's who he's crew chiefing for now, kind of running the team the way it sounds. So yep. should be good for them both, I think. So, you know, he's so good down at Knoxville. I, yep. I would definitely think there's a chance that. Oh, yeah. Well, it's all going to come down, like we talked about, the two laps, the qualifying. You know, you got to yep. have your good qualifying night to get you in the right spot. So Luck of the draw at times. So. Absolutely. But anyways, that's another episode completed. Hoagie's Garage in the books.